Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to another episode of the World's Team on Blogging the Voice Network. In partnership with SB Nation, I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, obviously, we're very happy with the result from against the New England Patriots, but now this is where we're going to see if the Dallas Cowboys are going to be made what they're made of right now against the San Francisco 49ers this weekend. So... A lot. I wouldn't say a lot's at stake, but it's just going to show where are we going to be kind of projected. How is this team going to move forward as this season progresses against a really strong side in San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, it was we need we needed the get right game that we had, you know, last week against the Pats, but this one has been one. I I've been I personally. I've been overlooking all these other games because I've been thinking about this since the season started. Um, and that doesn't mean that I feel mentally prepared to watch it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. I don't think I'm going to be mentally prepared for it because the kickoff yeah. time, and the, yeah, you know where I'm going with this one. The kickoff time is like 1.25 a.m. in the U.K., which is 2.25 across most Central Europe. So for us, it's going to be a late one. So I probably will be struggling to make it into work on the following Monday morning. So are yeah. you guys going into the office? I'll be, I'll, I'll probably will likely be going to the office that day. Yeah. Ooh. I know. That might be it. I work from home on Monday. Don't get me wrong. I do work from home. There is times where I do need to go into the yeah. office now, but listen, there's a reason why this head's so bald right now is because of the stress <laughs> levels. I wish we could rub it for luck. <laughs> Pop a genie out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, the I don't know how you guys do it sometimes. Um, if you're ever, you know, first of all, you should never do this, but if you're ever questioning the loyalty of the fan bases that are across the pond that follow the Cowboys, like... Everywhere, like literally everywhere. Yeah. Like, like you've got... Everyone from Australia to uh, Central Asia to everyone in Europe, people here in the UK, and even people down to South Americas as well, because obviously the time yeah. difference there is a little bit different as well. So, listen, people all across the world will tune into the Dallas Cowboys, and that is a fact. So, how how many hours do you think you'll get of sleep that night or that morning? <laughs> Probably two two hours sleep oh. at best. So a lot of caffeine will be required on that follow on that morning. I, I can I can assure you in that one. Yeah, the urn brew on on ice. I am brew with uh, caffeinated pills. That will probably do the trick. 
Yeah. Some pro plus, some pro plus would do, do the trick. I love that. Well, at least you have your game plan. Um, good to go. We, we have to talk about the Cowboys game plan for uh, this game. Yes. Yes. Um, defensively wise, I am not particularly worried as long as we stop Debo and CMC. That's the only two things I'm worried about. I'm not too worried about Kettle, if I'm being perfectly honest, because he's underperformed so far this season. But this could be the game where he could come out and really make a statement. So, but as long as Dallas play to their strengths and we can stop the run, I think we can prevail and actually take, take control of this game easily. But Knowing San Francisco and how much depth they've got in their team, we just don't know. That's because we were just we were uh, messaging back and forth before we were recording, and I think if Dallas were on their prime day, it's going to be a dominating game from Dallas. But from yourself, you believe it's going to be more of a close loss in a way, and it's not like you have to say a loss for the Cowboys. And I know, and, but but that's the final. We're being brutally honest here. We're not going to sugarcoat anything on this show, ladies and gentlemen. We're going yeah. to tell it as it is. And, I mean, the odds do say San Francisco are the favourites right now, and rightly so. But, because when you really do think about it, and especially of our offence, there is still a lot of questions that need to be asked. Like, one in five red zones in that game against the England Patriots, that's not going to cut the mustard when it comes to playing San Francisco. Not one bit. And we just need to make sure that all of our offense actually execute. That's the main word is execute. Yeah, I, I was talking to uh, John Mishota on Friday and, um, you know, he just made, had made the point to drill in. If they are making it into the red zone, if you're not converting that and scoring, you're not getting a touchdown, like – this game's going to go off the rails. Yeah. I like will, it's, it's not enough to get a field goal. I will say, though, we do have my new favorite cowboy to kind of help us put some points in the board, though, and Mr. Brandon Aubrey. So we do have that, if that's the case. Yeah, it's just, you know, that was the thing, though. It's, it's almost like the way that I can see this game going personally. Um, yeah, of course, you're going to want to take the points, but it's almost like, you have to get a touchdown yeah. when you're down there. And yeah. that's, it's just, it doesn't feel like, you know, drilling some field goals is going to be enough because they don't have those red zone problems down there. No, they don't. Um, and that's the thing, like, and their offensive line, like, as much as, like, they've had some little set, they do have a weak point on their, I believe it's their right tackle, their left tackle, Um, I can't remember his name, but, it basically taunted us back in that playoff game, basically um, rubbing it on our faces within the Cowboys fans camp. I, mean. uh, I, I can't remember his name. Couldn't care less. The guy's an absolute. <laughs> the, the guy's a bit of a douche, to be honest. But he's a good player. Okay. But but anyway, and you're saying this is the right tackle. Uh, the the issue they've got right now is the right tackle. We noticed that uh, on some game film from last week, um, he mm -hmm. has a, he has a problem with dealing with defensive ends that are like to pull it pull back inside in the last second like throw a spin move or like just cut back inside and who does that the best in our defensive line right now Micah Parsons so 
definitely we're going to have Micah Parsons against the weaker side of their offensive line, for sure. Looks like his name is Colton McKivitz. I believe that's the guy's name, yep. And just out of, just out of my, uh, just to cure my sanity here, what is the left tackle's name, sorry? The left tackle is Trent Williams. That's the one. That absolute income poop. That one. <laughs> yeah. Not a name. Oh, gosh. He, yeah, yeah. He left a sour taste in my mouth after he mocked us at, right after that game in the playoffs. So I don't like that person at all. So <laughs> sorry, I mean, but it's I, true. Anything, <laughs> even like just like smiling and waving after that game would make me angry. Um, I'm trying to remember what I, I think I was like at my sister's house and I just like sat in silence and stared at the wall for like 30 minutes. Do you ever seen that uh, photograph of Rowdy, the Cowboys mascot? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. where he's like in his hands. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was literally me. I felt like Rowdy that day, like just sitting on a lonely seat, head down, just feeling dejected that day. That day, I really did. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and this this uh, um, rivalry has definitely been renewed. I would say. I oh, one hundred percent. Putting it lightly, honestly. Yeah. I like number- for me under the 49ers you know what sorry under under the eagles you know what's actually hilarious about the eagles they're jealous the fact that we're not talking about them right now we're talking about san francisco all the time now so (laughs) i'm i'm sitting there like but we're divisional rivals we we are rivals i was like yeah but we've got a more historic rivalry with san francisco at the more pinnacle points of and playoffs at games that need and there's a more like intense rivalry there, like for sure. Uh, depending on the situation, like if San Francisco are doing well and Dallas are doing doing well, best assured, those both are fans. The rivalry is going to be more intense than ever. So, and yeah, I'm fully excited just to see the atmosphere for this game. Yeah, I, I mean, don't worry, Eagles fans. I have enough hatred for you to go around. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. It's it's been really interesting to watch on the fan side um, the way that this has like just blown up and for good reason. I mean, those were some really tight games um, with huge implications. Like why would, why would that not make like the biggest difference? And this, this one still does, even though it's not within our NFC East um, it still has NFC implications for the playoff picture. So it's not something we want to take too lightly. Um, Now, if we lose this game, is the sky falling? No. No, no. It depends on how, I guess, but no, I w- it's not. I will say, though, win, lose, or even draw, it can happen. <laughs> I think this It'd will be, be the... I, oh, yeah, it would be torture. But I think this will be the biggest learning curve for Mike McCarthy and all the players in Dallas because it would give yeah. them the idea of where they are at right now against a team like San Francisco. Like, if we lose by a short mile, then at least we know that we can compete with these guys. If we win, then at least we're on the right track. If we lose by a lot, then we still got a lot of work to get done. Like, that's just just stating the obvious, really. Because... Because you want to play the best teams at their best. Like, look, I mean, Christian McCaffrey right now is having a fantastic season right now. He is breaking fantasy football 
red like single-handedly right now for certain teams that like you might have five points four points three points there for the rest of your team but is putting like 45 to 50 points depending on how you've got your system set up on your fantasy football it's, it's insane but even still he, he's just been absolutely phenomenal so and regards to likes of Debo and Brandon Ayuk as well that those are two guys we need to watch out as well so likes of Gilmore and uh, Jordan Lewis and uh, uh, God, DeLon Brand, they need to be on point when it comes to these guys. On point. Well, it looks like Deron Bland will be our defensive captain for Sunday night's matchup. So, um, yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, just as a fan base, the way that this game means a lot to us. Um, it's definitely like being felt in the building too. Mm. Uh, you, I, I don't fault anyone for ever asking the questions that they ask, but it was interesting to see Dak get really chippy about. I love um, that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, I do too. I was like, I'm not. I don't care who asked that question. Like, whatever. And it was Todd, and he is a great reporter. No hate to him or anything like that. But the way he responded to it, I was like, ooh. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit, a little spicy. bit, a little spice, a little bit zest there. Yeah. I like it that it's like I right, that go into this game with a little bit of animosity. Be angry. Cause, yeah, because you're sick of hearing it from the mainstream media. It's always San Francisco two years in a row. It's like, how am I gonna shut this media up asking me the same blood goddamn questions every single time when it comes to San Francisco? It's by stamping your authority, win the game be in control and dominate. That's what Dak needs to do. And he's just like point blank in those media interviews, just being like, that. oh, like just being like, just had that, like just going to just stop asking these questions. I know what I need to do, blah, 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 blah. They just showed a whole slight different side of that there. And I like it a lot. So I do too. And like this game means so much for him in like, his obviously you know if we see them in the playoffs that's going to overpower that but like he has a chance to get that right this time Mm -hmm. um and that's just been the story is like they can't get past the playoffs this is not the playoffs obviously but you know this is like getting that off your shoulders just a little bit so you know you can do it um when you do maybe face them later it's getting rid of that mental block out yeah. your, out he did system. it with Tom, and he, then he retired. So yeah, like yeah, because when you lose to a team two years in a row, and similar circumstances, really, it's it gonna play. It, it, it it was a rough time for fans, rough time in the players, rough time in Mike McCarthy. But looking back at it, it's like that's gonna play in the back of your mind. It's like, are we gonna beat this team? Like you need to go into this game feeling you're like you've improved you're feeling that excuse me you're that you're ready to really take the next level here Derek feels as though he has he feels he's getting more comfortable week by week with this west coast offense don't get me wrong there is still things with like some Mike McCarthy needs to fix regards to as we mentioned like the red zone and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and again when it comes to the mainstream media and how they're piling all the 
like disappointments is on Dak, I think this is extremely unfair because if you look at all the the game film, the statistics, the pro, uh, the next gen next gen stats from NFL.com, Dak was absolutely sublime. Like he was what twenty eight out of thirty four, and all the passes were dropped, and there were absolute bullets of passes as well. Like the one to uh, Shoemaker in the red zone, like Shoemaker should have had that, for example, yeah. but. Even still, like people will just say, "Oh yeah, they, they that can't throw in the red zone." They're just it's very um, narrow-minded journalism from the mainstream media, I think personally, and they're not really assessing the film and saying, "Oh, you know what? That actually wasn't Dak's fault. That was actually on the receiver." And the problem that we have right now is like we can move the ball from the twenty-yard line in our own side up to the red zone. No problem whatsoever. But when we're in that red zone with the room for space for the right receivers to create separation, we seem to struggle with that quite a lot. So, and it was like that last year as well. So something does need to change in how the receivers are going to try and create that separation because all the other defenses seem to be on point, know how to defend us when it comes to the red zone. doesn't matter if you're the Jets, the Patriots, Cardinals, or... Giants, it does not matter. It is a problem and we need everyone to be on point to execute. Well, I mean, we need everyone to be on point. This is going to be the first game in like how many that we're going to have a com- our complete best five um, on O-line. That's right. Yeah, because we've got Tyron Smith. We've got Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, Bayadish, and Tyler Smith. So we have actually got our first Full starter offensive line playing a game, which is a yeah, nice can't run an offense behind that. Yeah, <laughs> which is, it's actually a like just even saying that just kind of puts a little bit of ease on my shoulders right now. Like, yeah, I just hope that we can establish the run game, but just kind of looking over the stats and courtesy of um ESPN and uh, RJ for reposting the. Uh, of blogging the boys uh, reposting the stats for offense and defense. So um, in terms of points per game, we're pretty much bang on even when it comes to San Francisco. We are 31 and San Francisco is 31.3. So when it comes to the rushing yards per game, 141.3 yards for the Cowboys and 153 for San Francisco, which I thought... Surely it can't be right, considering how Christian McCaffrey's been playing and stuff like that, but that's the stats. Um, In terms of passing, we're a little bit shorter than uh, San Francisco. We're 218.8 compared to 245. And here's the big difference. Our turnover difference. Plus nine, I guess plus four. So um, in terms of our defensive stats... Points per game allowed, 10.3, lowest than the NFL, compared to 14.5. Rushing yards per game allowed, 111.8 yards for us and 66 yards for San Francisco. So that's a key note. They've only allowed 66 yards per game so far in terms of the rush. So their run defense are being playing very well right now. But here's the big one, and this is where Dak needs to capitalize on. 
So our in terms of uh, our passing yardage uh, defense uh, allowed, uh, we're 148 yards per game, but San Francisco, 218.3. So there is a big gap in their secondary when it comes to that. So this is where Lamb, Gallup, Cooks, Ferguson, Schoenmaker, Dowdo, uh, Lupke, for example, even Deuce Vaughn can exploit that, depending what play what we're playing in terms of this, if it's a screen pass or deep route, whatever, we need to exploit that. Yeah, and I mean, we're talking about stuff like not getting going. When you have those, that front five that's able to like make those lanes for you, that just opens up so many different aspects of your game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I still, re- I still remain, um, you know, apprehensive a little bit. Yeah, the way, <laughs> feeling yeah. the way that I felt when we talked earlier. You know, feeling as though it's going to be tight, um, but I'm not like I'm a little worried about us getting over the finish line. Um, now, this is where I want to find. I want to go back in my like wardrobe and find my Jason Garrett finish shirt. <laughs> ah, finish the fight. Mm. Finish the fight. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just nervous. Uh, and rightly so. Like if, like if you're a Cowboys fan right now, you have every reason to be nervous about this game because we are going up against an undefeated team who have been playing really good football right now. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Brock Purdy is not an elite quarterback because he, but he's in a system that complements those wide receivers. He's basically handed the ball, get it out as quickly as he can, essentially. That's all Brock Purdy is doing right now. He's basically being a ball handler and just giving it out. He's not looking for the big plays, the deep, deep balls or anything like that. He's playing it to the strength of his how his offensive system is catered to his skill position players. So that is the main focus if we are going to try and stop it, stop these main skill players your Debo Samuels, your Christian McCaffrey's, your Brendan Ayuk's and George Kittle. That's who we need to stop. In terms of uh, Brock Purdy, he is easily to get to. Like, we've seen the film. He has been sacked multiple times in, throughout the season so far in the first four games. And, and as I kind of mentioned, they're a right tackle, and I already forgot his name already. Couldn't care less. I thought, wasn't it? I thought we decided it was the left tackle. No, no, left tackle was... Uh, was good. It's good, yes. Okay, Trent Williams is good. Trent, uh, Trent, Trent, yeah, Trent Williams is really good. He's a douche, like, but he's good. You don't like Colton McKivick. Yes, so we need to target the, the, the right tackle, Colton McKivick, yeah. That's the guy where Micah Parsons is likely going to be lined up and absolutely dismantle him to get to Brock Purdy, pretty much. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I mean, there's also another like random X, not X factor, (laughs) a random um, wrench. I don't know. I'm, I'm referring to Randy Gregory. Ah, yes. Uh, I was like, I wouldn't call him like that much of a wrinkle here, but, um, you know, just in, I don't even think the familiarity thing really applies here. Um, we would have no, he's a really talented player. This, this will be his first game back in general and then on a completely new scheme. So yeah, I don't expect Randy Greider to play much, if any, at all, because he's just came to a new team, different system perhaps. They'll probably have different ways of making play call signs. You won't know what to do yet. But given time, he will be in there in rotation, I think. But in terms of like just there has been a chaos maker. Yeah. He can be, he can be. But there was a call out for Cowboys fans to bring him back. And I totally disagree because when you really look down to the how, especially how our cap situation and what we've got for next year's draft, again, I'm thinking way beyond the spectrum here. We've only, I believe we've only got four draft picks next year. There's no way we're going to give up more draft picks just to bring Randy Redwood back and take on that massive contract he just signed for Denver. For, for Denver. Well, I think that was more of a um, thing of interest. And I don't even think it was actually like within the front office that it was a thing of interest, but people were intrigued by it at the thought of him being completely waived and released. Um, yeah, which I did could... not end up happening. He ended up, um, they ended yeah. up trading him. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a weird one, Chris. Chris, they definitely announced that he was released. Or, well, they, I think they came to an agreement that they... Yeah, w- like he was going to be released. Yeah. But smart move from Denver, in a way, because they managed to get away from that contract and managed to pick up some extra equity in a couple of draft picks. So it was a smart move. And, and, and I have to say, fair play for San Francisco. They've got themselves uh, another defensive end who can actually be a disruptive force for, I I believe it was a fourth rounder and a seventh rounder, something like that. Um, So they picked up a good acquisition. Obviously, they've got 40 million pounds, not 40 million pounds, 40 million dollars in cap space. So they've got room to play with. So why not bring them on board? So it makes sense. Will he feature in this game against Dallas and get a revenge on us? Very unlikely, because he's just came to the team. I think as the season progresses, when he plays further down the road, like your Philadelphia's and New York's and stuff like that, and rival teams like Arizona and stuff like that, yeah, you will likely see Randy Gregory on the field a lot more. But I don't see it in this game whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think... 
I don't think he'll be featured too heavily in this game. Um, but it's just, I think that was such a smart move on their end. Um, I thought the perfect scenario for him probably would have been like the Patriots until I re like they, but they don't have the money for it. So that no. just wasn't going to work out. But um, this, I didn't even think about the 49ers being like at all. I don't think he could be in a better spot for himself. So good on him and his agent and the uh, 49ers organization for picking up such a um, bad a like dude. And um, like, he's going to be great. Now I'm not too, I'm not super worried about him for us at least this Sunday. Yeah. Um, but you know, just in general, I'm always rooting for my boy, my Husker son. Um, <laughs> but I'm just yeah, that, that was just like such a weird thing to happen on like the Friday before we play this huge game in San Francisco. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. But I just hope mm -hmm. I just hope Randy realizes that he's going to be getting taxed to the high heavens because now he's playing in California. Now, I mean, he was getting taxed in Colorado too. Oh, really? But... I, I thought the taxes were quite low. I don't know. I'd... There's always this thing that people have with taxes. Like you're getting, you're gonna get taxed from one way or another. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Your property tax or whatever. Uncle Sam will get his dollar bills. That's that's for sure. So. Oh, that's a fight for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I think he'll, I think he'll do great over there. Um, in the Bay Area, I think that's a good fit for him and. Um, you know, wishing him all. I'm personally wishing him all the best. I know that's not it. But we don't want. We don't want to wish the team, obviously. Like we. I, wish, I said, I wish him all the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. you want to see they, a former cowboy? He can lose, and he can yeah. do well. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, um, but yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it was. I, th I just thought it was so funny and just happening on a Friday. It's. It was almost like one of those. Um, there's a celebrity like PR move that you like do a news dump on a Friday just because like stuff's going to happen over the weekend, especially on a holiday weekend, um, which it is over here technically. But um, in fact, yeah, so <laughs> I, I was I was going to say it under the radar. Why we're speaking about Randy Gregory before he signed for San Francisco. Right. And I need to bring we bring this tweet up. Did you see boss man fats uh, tweet about Randy Gregory? Calvin has been tweeting Wait, tweeting I, I, I need I need to bring it back up here so give me one moment because I thought I was like I, I definitely did not see it because I have I have been I me getting on my phone during the day is like a job in itself so all right okay let me see uh da, 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 da. I don't have it where is it Oh, he must have took it down. Yeah, he's def he's definitely smart on his end for whatever it was. Do you want to yeah. give us a synopsis if you can remember? Yeah, basically it was when the announcement of Randy Gregory. I can't even speak. Oh my god, um, <laughs> Randy Gregory was basically saying um, the whole announcement that like he was going to get released or stuff like that, and right. basically it was a bit of a. It's like, huh. It's like, um, why am I not surprised? Type of comment, pretty much. I was like, oh, yeah. I was a bit of a turn and cheek uh, comment about your former teammate. I thought so. It's, the thing is that that could I we don't know the way he meant that because that could have been a shot at like the 
Broncos organization. It could be been possibly. A shot at it could have been a shot at the fact that like he's getting brought up in the Dallas media again. Like, I would love to get some clarity from old Kelvin, but uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll be getting yeah. that. Yeah, like I can't, I can't see the tweet. I think he has deleted it because it was literally, yeah, like from October fifth, which was yesterday. That the only thing he tweeted because, and after that, it was like October second, and it was talking about Tre'Davious White is out for the season for the Buffalo. But that's when he it was in that in within that region. That's when he posted it. But anyway, uh but that was the little bit of. Goss I had there, but I just asked John if he could tell me what it was. He might have a screenshot. Yeah. Um, uh, like someone would still have it, no doubt. Like someone will keep all of the receipts 100 percent Honestly, I probably should have texted Bobby because that man has more screenshots oh. in his than anybody I've ever met in my entire life. We're, we're, we're talking about my good friend Bobby Bell. Bobby Belt, we love Bobby oh, Belt. Oh, guys, an absolute legend. I still, I still owe him a big thank you for letting, uh, for ah. him let me borrow his uh, GoPro. Yeah. yeah, like guys, an absolute I, legend. He will give you the shirt off of his back. He's an extremely nice person. Um, I love him. I absolutely a, love the guy. Yeah, big Bobby guys over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. I think is it is it just me or have the players in general as a whole in the NFL been tweeting a lot more this season. I've noticed that. It just seems like ever since Elon's took over X now, like players are, are not afraid to say stuff anymore. So it's like... Yeah, it's just like... I mean, you can still get fined, obviously, if you're, you know... If you're out of line, yeah. encouragingly on, like, the I think it's the refs or, or probably even, like, the league in general. But... Um, they just feel like they're getting a little more fast and free with it. Um, yeah, they're, they're call, especially Michael Parsons, particularly. He's calling out things as he sees it. Like, he has a like, podcast. Yeah, I know. And he's. And it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoy it as well. Like, I think, like, when he was talking he's a about. Oh, like the whole thing with him and uh, what was it? A bar. Um, oh, God. What's bar his name? God? Yeah. That yeah. whole thing. That was. Oh, that was entertainment watch. I was literally like the Michael Jackson meme eating my popcorn, literally. Okay. Just watching, like just reading the tweets about that. I was just like, this yeah. is this is brilliant. <laughs> well, and you know, obviously he makes time for the media after games and on, you know, availability days and whatnot. But like the fact that he can get on there and just be like, This is where my mindset was when we were playing that game. And when this play happened, I was thinking this and just like really get a like peeled back like behind the curtain version of the game from one of our best players if not the best player um actually I will say he, he's the best player um that's it's just such a interesting thing to like have access to like I feel like like he's telling us secrets <laughs> like see in a way I, I'm so glad he is do like talking about this stuff because it's going to help the coaches as well to understand his mindset like they're getting documentation rather than like asking him on the spot he might not remember one day after right. like he's saying it as he's like still got it fresh in his memory and coaches can maybe go back and say 
right? They can match up what he's saying. Look at the film. It's like, okay, Micah, we understand what you're saying. Let's try and focus on this and focus on that and get you better, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt for a second that he has any problems speaking to them directly, <laughs> probably with like, a little I, I, colorful language. Even. Like, I, yeah, um, and the best thing about the best thing about what Michael Parsons is doing is being self-critical and like like uh, self-constructive criticism in a really positive way. He's not going out and say, "Oh yeah, did you see what I did to uh, Daniel Jones?" No, he's not trash talking in that certain way. He's like, "Yeah, I managed to do this. I managed to do that. I think I did that very well." He's being very analytical in how he's performing, and I think that yeah. is really good for like other players to chance if other players were to do that it's going to help coaches to actually elevate the rest of the team to get better as well so i think, I think in general just the the tweeting and the there's so many there's actually a lot of nfl podcasts by like current players obviously oh, the kelsey brothers but, like i think first of all Tyreek Hill and um, I was just about to say Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think he, mo- I think he does more streaming than a podcast. To be honest, yeah, he's, he's, he's on Twitch quite a lot. Um, but I do tend to watch the Kelsey's a little bit because I like their dynamics. Despite I hate Jason though because obviously he's an eagle. But I love but I I do I do love the chemistry between him and Travis. I think it's like you can tell their brothers they can have a good laugh and whatever and that, whatever, but yeah, he's still he's still an ego. He's still an ego. I can't do it. I know. I'd only seen clips until you know recently. I wonder why. I wonder why. No, it might be a convergence of both of like two of my biggest interests in life happening in front of me on my television screen football and taylor swift ladies and gentlemen if you do a venn diagram of taylor swift fans and nfl fans i'm right there in the middle vibing (laughs) it's like a marriage made in heaven for you it really is like i know a lot of people are sick of stuff and i think they need to relax but um i'm saying the nfl needs to relax not people I need to say this though. Wasn't why, why wasn't people being this irate when it came to Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo? They were. They were. I didn't think. Yeah. I, I didn't. Were you it was serious? That, I didn't think oh, it was that no. bad. It was so bad. They were talking about. They were saying stuff about like her weight and just like oh. blaming her for every single loss that we had. Like <laughs> she was like persona non grata around Dallas, which was I thought was the most annoying and dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I was like, God, this is going to happen again. <laughs> but so, Travis, to his credit, and Taylor, to her credit, are not letting that happen so far. The joys of being America's team, I guess. Oh, oh sorry, the world's team. No, I, yeah, I was going to say, I'll give you the boots on the ground Texas version of that relationship. It was bad. Right. It did uh. not go well. <laughs> It's probably just because our British coverage of I don't really know too much about Jessica Simpson at the time. That's probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, she was like a big pop star, and she was that was probably like her the height, maybe well around the height-ish of her, her career. Um, and obviously a very well-known person in the US. But yeah, no, she it was it was not good for her. Um yeah. She wrote a lot about that in her memoir, which is actually very good. Um Ooh, interesting. Yes, hmm. um, but and she spoke highly of Tony. To be fair, yeah, 
Yeah, no, she was talking about the media coverage of it all. And I was like, yeah, um, literally everything that went wrong. Like if someone like stubbed their toe in that building, like it was Jessica's fault. I swear. Oh, God. I don't wish that on anybody. Oh, the conspiracy theories of within our team is ridiculous, isn't it? Like, why are we blaming a woman for someone doing their job poorly or great? I don't, it doesn't have anything to do with the other thing. Oh, God, at this rate, we end up probably end up well blaming Taylor Swift for a Cowboys loss at this rate. Oh, for a Cowboys loss? Yeah. Maybe it's because she's not dating anyone on the Cowboys. Probably. She would have just dated Dak. No, then the actual, I think the world would have blown up if she dated Dak. Like, that's too much. Like, the Dallas Cowboys and Taylor Swift at the same time, it can't happen. In fairness, though, I think uh, Dak's, I think, I think it's Dak's girlfriend, Sarah, I think her name is, I believe. Oh, she's the pre- new one? Yeah, she, she's pretty. She's, she's pretty. Yeah, very pretty girl. Like, I should say, she's stunning. I, she's, she's a bony wee lass. That's what we see in Scotland. Bony wee lass. Yes. Yeah, no, she's. I don't know anything. About, I know I knew too much about her the last one, which and she was fine. Um, that, the, the, the best not, the, that was not a hateful thing. The, I was just like she posts a lot. The best um, I, I would say the best thing to be is not to be noticed by the media. To be honest, because therefore yeah. it takes the pressure off your man. Let his man do his job, get play football. Because if you if 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 the spotlight's on both of you, then fans are going to jump on the bandwagon. Like you're kind of saying about Jessica Simpson, there, everyone's going to blame her, and it's going to be unfair. Oh, we forget when uh, Kim Kardashian uh, dated Miles Austin. What? We, I'm not referring to myself. I remember that very well. How did I not know this? What? You didn't know that? No. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. Right. No. Yeah, that happened. Um, it was, it was, it was after Reggie Bush, but I don't think there was like that much time. It might have been like a year in between. Wow. Fair play. Yeah, and then you know, then that was she wasn't even she was not nearly as famous then as she is now. So you know, it, it would be a little different if she was to date an NFL player today. But, oh god, it'd be pandemic. Well, we are getting sidetracked here, but that would have been crazy. That would have been. <laughs> this crazy. is my favorite thing to get sidetracked on. So I, um, <laughs> I tend to do this a lot. But yeah, um, no, I agree. So let's get back on track. Yeah, we um, do. We do have the engine. I want to get your your cheeky play of the week or cheeky Ooh. prediction of the week. Cheeky prediction. Well, we haven't actually. Well, before we do that, we actually haven't went for the whole engine report yet. Oh, yeah, good. yes. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked. I got sidetracked. By we, both did. we both did. We both did. We got we we talking about <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Kim Kardashian, oh, and all this. It's like we're I not talking days. Like, you know, there's that, that trend. It's like, um, if you had to like talk for thirty minutes about something, or like you died or whatever, like I could talk about Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo for thirty minutes without <laughs> like barely breathing. <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and San Francisco injury report, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so we do have Damon Clark with a shoulder injury. He is questionable for this game. Great news is Rico Dowdo has had two full practices on Thursday and Friday. So he is likely to expect to come back for this game. So that is a great news. That will definitely help ease the pressure for Tony Pollard and give us a bit more of a 
that power style run against this San Francisco defense. Um, Chama Odoga, he is full practice all the way through, which is great. Peyton Hendershot is out of this game. Uh, Blake Hooker um, was limited Wednesday, Thursday, and he had a full practice on Friday, so expected to play. C.D. Lamb did not practice on Wednesday, but had full practice on Thursday and Friday. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, same with the Wednesday, but practiced full Thursday and Friday. We're gonna, we're gonna have a full <laughs> first team O line. Thank goodness, first time in a long time. And finally, we've got Micah Parsons, who was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, and had a full practice on Friday. So, um. We couldn't ask for a better report, really. Like, obviously, Hendershot, he has, like, third-string tight end. That's the only thing. And, like I said, Damone Clark, that's the really other question. But other than that, we've got a full intact O-line playing against a really good San Francisco team, which we really need for this one. We've got Lamb, we've got, like, uh, Hooker playing, we've got Dildo coming back. So it's, it's good news, primarily. But now we're looking into the San Francisco 49ers. So John Felciano, center, is questionable uh, with a concussion. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, ankle, he was limited on Thursday, but he was full practice on Friday. Juwan Jennings, the wide receiver, had a shin injury. He was full practice on Friday. Uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, did not practice all week and is out of this game. Debo Samuel with ribs and knee injury was a full practice on Friday, so he will be expected to play this game, unfortunately. And finally, we have Chavarius Ward, the cornerback, with a heel injury. Um, did not practice on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday, but he had full practice on Friday, so he will likely to play. Look at that. Yeah, but anyway, our cheeky bets is that where we're going now? What are, was it? Cheeky predictions, cheeky, cheeky predictions. That's what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So, so we're gonna do our score predictions first, then our cheeky prediction is that what we're doing. Love it, do it right. So, see, now after discussing what we were talking about, like obviously prior before the show. I'm kind of I'm more entwined to what you're saying now, and I'm think it is gonna be a much more closer game. As much I, in my heart, I think if Dallas were to turn up, it's gonna be a dominating game, and we're gonna win by twenty. But I don't see it happening, so I'm gonna say, <laughs> Cowboys twenty eight, San Francisco twenty one. Wow, that was really close to what I was gonna say. Um... Really. Oh yeah, well I have a kind of the opposite, but yeah, I <laughs> I have I was thinking it will look something like 2724. Oh San Francisco. So you're actually in the end. No, yeah, no, I'm telling you, like it's going to give me a heart attack. So <laughs> So what you're saying is my favorite new player right now is gonna win it. Perhaps. No, no, no. I said we're losing. So Oh damn. <laughs> Uh, for, for um, unfortunately, yeah. Don't don't hate on me the fact that we're losing. She's been 
she's being real real about this sometimes when i'm my most pessimistic is when we just surprise me so (laughs) yeah and and to be honest one of my favorite things i love saying i love eating humble pie i would i want to be wrong so bad Mm. i can't even express okay meg so hit me (laughs) with it what is your special prediction of the week you know, I should really think about these in advance and not on the tip of my toes. Um, I'm going to say Micah Parsons strip sack D-Law, no, LVE recovery. So, so far of all my special predictions, though. Which would be a very weird thing to happen to the San Francisco yeah, it would be actually line and quarterback. So hmm. that, it's a little cheeky. A little bit cheeky. <laughs> I can't. I can't get over the fact you try to put that <laughs> bloody Mary, Mary Poppins accent on there. Oh my As god! You know I listen to Love Island all the time. Oh god! <laughs> it's you like, like to have a chat. Just for every uh, all of our American listeners here, like if anyone knows what Love Island is, it's basically every male person in the UK's worst nightmare to watch. It's basically for all the ladies out there. Oh, you all watch it too? Maybe not you. No, definitely not. <laughs> but there are there are a lot of people that watch the show. The only thing I know about Love Island is the fact that Tommy Fury was in it. Who's the boxer? That's it. That's the only and thing. And he had I'm... a baby and is engaged to the girly that he chose. So there you go. Oh, and he's actually going to be fighting KSI next week. So that'll be quite interesting. Yeah, you know that part. I know the. Yeah, <laughs> I know the sport. I know. I know the all the MMA and boxing side of things. Yeah, I literally watched that Fury doc just to see Molly May and Tommy on it for a little bit. <laughs> right, my special prediction. Right, I was close with the LVE one. I was close. You were. That's why I included him in mine this time. Uh, I'll try to think. Stephen Gilmore pick is Ooh. one. Yeah, but Stephen Gilmore pick. Not, not a pick six, but it's going to be an interception. And on to- trying to run on, all the way. I, I think he would get maybe about a good 20 yards back uh like gained from the interception, I think, but but on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Jalen Tolbert touchdown, yeah, yeah, speed. I'm all about the speed. Okay, well, if you were if I was going to say speed, I would have say Brandon Cooks. But every time I pick Brandon Cooks, it never happens. So I'm picking Jalen Tolbert. Now, you're predicting happened that's quite a comeback just all around <laughs> what can i say i, I, mean, I was I, I was i was that almost that accurate about the lve prediction so i was almost there you were like dangerously close and you're you usually first of all mine never happened so like don't get too excited because I, I just <laughs> what i said was lve where they got a strip sack and recover the ball for a touchdown but he wasn't the one that stripped the ball. It was Dante Fowler, but he ended up picking yeah. up the pieces and went for the store. And I was like, I, I was like, so close. Oh, wait, just really briefly. Can we talk about how Sean McKeon was elevated to the 53 and like saved our lives? 
by yes. like getting it humbled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Big time. That was that was some effort, by the way. Holy crap. He was right behind him. Oh, and that was the, perfect. And, and he, was, he was blocking. And then oh, he was like, oh, let me save the day really quick. That that to me just just shows the the mindset and the, the how the locker room is. Everyone's fighting for everyone, regardless of what position you are right now. And I love it. I love that. But just, and Sean will be elevated for this game as well. So yeah, like well. It's not. I don't think it's official yet, but based from what Nick Harris of DallasCowboys.com has just tweeted out, he says he's estimating that tight ends Sean McEwen and linebacker Malik Jefferson both get elevated from the practice squad for the second week in a row. So it's a prediction, but it's not official yet. So it's likely, but it's very likely that's what's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, and I won't even get into the rules because I don't know. Where we'll, where we'll be with all that. But regardless, those are our um, cheeky predictions and score predictions for you. Um, <clears throat> don't get too excited about mine. I'm usually wrong, um, which could be good for the score prediction. So, yeah. I mean, if we, if we do end up getting it wrong, you have every right to rub on our faces as I don't predict like that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, where can everyone follow you and uh, keep you up while you watch the game? Well, that's if I can stay awake, mind you. But yes, you guys can follow me at IMPStew on X for slash Twitter and Instagram. Hopefully you'll have something to stay up for. Um, you can follow me at Meg Murray with four R's anywhere um, that has social media. And um, make sure that you check out bloggingboys.com for all the latest and greatest news about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, also, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us, Blogging the Boys, and uh, we've got something for you every single day. Tell Paul that um, you would like to rub his bald head for a look. No, that sounds weird. It's your, never mind. <laughs> Oh God! I'm, well, I'm, you are bald, okay? I am, I am bald. Yeah, like what? I mean, what would you expect me it's to a be? Superstition. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not going to turn into. Robin. But it sounds weird when I'm saying it right now. Yeah, well, but I'm, I'm not going to um, tell people that you would <laughs> like to uh, see him at Thanksgiving. There you yeah, go. there, there we go, there we go. I was going to say, then, then I, we can figure out the the shaved head baldness. I was, I was, I was going to say, I'm not going to be Robin Williams reincarnated into the genie. That's what I was going to say. But <laughs> oh, right. anyway, I need to go to bed. Um, <laughs> you go to bed. It's like yeah. it's like 12 a.m. my time right now. I need a nap. Ah, uh, a siesta. You need a siesta. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Um, hopefully, San Francisco loses and we win. Yeah, just remember, folks, it's not just America's team. It is the world's team. It sure is. Go Cowboys, baby. Let's go. Let's go.